I think it's really easy to get uh, just start your day willy-nilly and not really have a purpose for the day and then have things happen and then you don't get done what you wanted in the back of your mind but it's just it helps provide a framework for that I think. Puzzles go by a lot of names. Jigsaws, crosswords, sudokus, brain teasers, brain bashers, brain knitters, knotters, and bocklers. You get the idea. On this show, we deal with financial puzzles. Your host is Money and Clarity Certified Financial Planner, Nikki Early. It's time for the show. Let's put the pieces together. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of the Solving the Financial Puzzle podcast. I'm Walter Storholt, joined by Nikki Early, certified financial planner and partner with Money and Clarity, serving you throughout the Cincinnati area and beyond. Find us online by going to moneyandclarity.com. And the podcast may sound a little bit different from the past one you listened to that just had Dan Caprill on here uh, going for you know 30 or 40 minutes telling you all about financial planning and retirement uh, uh, structure and things that you need to know about. Uh, a big shift in the podcast from this point forward, it'll be Nikki and I taking you through some of the things that you need to know about retire and helping educate you about the financial world. And Nikki, you and I used to uh, be able to host uh, some of the radio shows that you and Dan were doing throughout the Cincinnati area a couple of years ago. And now it's great to have you in digital format here on the podcast. How have you been? I've been great, Walter. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm excited to be talking with you again. It has been some time. Well, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I know we're going to have a lot of great things to get into from a learning standpoint and a financial planning standpoint to talk about on future episodes. But today's goal is just to get to know you a little bit better for not only uh, folks who have been listening to the podcast for a long time, but as we make this transition, I'm sure we'll get lots of new people who come across the podcast. And this can sort of serve as a new home base episode for those folks to get to know you better. So tell us about some of the changes because it's been a couple of months since our last Solving the Financial Puzzle podcast. As we got ready for these changes and this transition, you've been named partner now at Money and Clarity in addition to the name change and lots of exciting things happening there on the home front. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's really been an honor to be named an equity partner, and I'm so appreciative to Dan for that. And I just want to say thank you so much to everybody who's reached out. I've even had people send gifts. So um, it's been a lot of fun. I will say that the day-to-day operations haven't really changed so much. We're all still doing the same thing. But we really do like the message that we're sending with the new name, which is money and clarity. And that's exactly what we hope to give our clients, to provide them with clarity when they're getting ready to retire and as they're doing their planning. So super excited about all those things. Yeah, I hope to provide some clarity when it comes to money as well here on the show also. And uh, not only are you now a partner, but you're taking over the podcasting duties as well. And so we're excited to have this platform to chat with you each and every month. How did you and Dan meet, by the way? Take us back to the very beginning and uh, tell us about how that partnership and that relationship started. Well, how much time do you have, Walter? <laughs> you gotta, as, as much as we need to get the true story here. Yeah. Um, well, I guess a little bit of backstory to start is I, for those who don't know, I live in the Dayton area. And that is about a 45-minute commute from our main office in Sharonville. I was working in Dayton for years. I, my background has always been retail banking. And so I was managed some fifth, third branches in the Dayton area. And I got asked to come to Cincinnati, uh, not far from where office is located here to manage one of their larger banking centers. So I went ahead and did that. And 
Oddly enough, I was uh, at a different branch than my home branch. I was helping out because um, one of the managers had quit and they were low on staff. So a bunch of the other financial managers would take turns going to this Montgomery branch to help out. So I really shouldn't have been there. Then, on top of that, Beth, Dan's wife, was getting her hair done across the street. Again, not a Fifth Third branch she normally frequents, but she went through the ATM, and we took her ATM card or debit card. So, <laughs> um, she was obviously, you know, not too happy about that, as rightfully so. But this was all going on back when. Do you remember the Target debacle, like where yes. uh, everybody's information was compromised? like one of the first real big information yeah. com- and now it's happening to everybody it seems but right that was right. the big one but back then at fifth third if we thought your card was compromised then we went ahead and just took it and without warning <laughs> i could see <laughs> so, how that would frustrate some people <laughs> yeah so again a place beth doesn't normally go to i'm not normally there and she comes in and she's a little frustrated i had the opportunity to talk with her and she had mentioned in passing that they had just switched all their banking relationships the business piece from another institution to fifth third and that the transition hadn't exactly been going as they had hoped or as well as they had hoped. So normally in that situation, you might leave. Um, there, there was probably some sales opportunity there, but you might leave that with that location. But I didn't really feel like anyone there was equipped to handle the situation. So I reached out to Dan. We started working together on a few of the different things that they were having frustrations about. And within about a month or so, I want to say he asked me if I would consider a career change. I was happy with Fifth Third. They had treated me well, taken care of me, promotions, money-wise, all that stuff. But this really just seemed like a, a great opportunity, and it was hard to pass up. So... Fast forward six years, and here I am, <laughs> and all from this just, you know, random chance meeting that I'd like to think on some level was meant to be. A haircut and uh, a teller, uh, <laughs> and in between the two parties meet. That is, uh, right. that is fantastic. What a neat story. Sometimes things in our lives do happen like that, just chance meetings. And uh, yep. that's how I met my, my wife was just, uh, <laughs> she it was behind the dining hall in college. She happened to know me. I didn't know who she was, but we just happened to cross paths at just the right time. And she said hello, and the rest is history. So there you go. If it had been a 15-second <laughs> difference, we may have never crossed paths again, and you know, it, it wouldn't be yep. like it is today. So changed your life, didn't it? Changes your life. It is uh, pretty amazing when those kinds of things happen. So, well, we wanted to take some of the time on today's episode. Again, we're not going to dive into lots of financial and retirement planning kind of things, but just want you to get the chance to know Nikki a little bit better here on the show. So, Nikki, I've got just a couple of uh, questions for you. So they'll come from all different angles and directions here. But uh, what do you enjoy most about what you do? at Money and Clarity and and in your new position especially? Well, obviously I really enjoy the interaction with the clients and I certainly appreciate getting to know each of them, you know, how they got to where they are in life, their backstories. Um, Very, very enjoyable to me. But I also like the analytical part of it. So I really, the number crunching, if you will, I really do enjoy that in the planning piece. But I guess what would probably bring me the most satisfaction overall is just really providing that clarity we talked about earlier, um, the peace of mind that comes along 
along with having a clear financial plan in place, um, knowing that you're either on the right track or that you've done the things that you need to do in order to be successful in retirement. Bottom line is we want people to be able to accomplish what they want. We want to give them the tools to do that. And then we want to provide them with a peace of mind that they can. So that's got to by far be my favorite thing about the job. Now, we're launching this new uh, era of the podcast already a couple of uh, weeks into 2020, but uh, any New Year's resolutions that you made for this year? And and more importantly, have you stuck to them? I think on some level, we all want to be uh, more organized and more efficient. Um, No matter how good we are, we probably have room for improvement. How's your efficiency, Walter? (laughs) Is it good? I started the year off sick, and so Mm -hmm. all of my New Year's resolutions pretty much got messed up right out of the gate. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it just so happened, and I don't know if this was purposeful or not, but Dan did give me this book. It's called The Bullet Journal Method, and it's by a gentleman by the name of Ryder Carroll. And it's interesting, and it is a book about organizing your life, but it's also about, it has to do with journaling, but it's also about really focusing on the things that matter and that are important to you so that you're ensuring that what you're doing on a daily basis um, is being true to that, being true to what you're trying to accomplish and what's truly important. Um, I think it's really easy to get uh, just start your day willy-nilly and not really have a purpose for the day and then have things happen and then you don't get done what you wanted in the back of your mind. But it's just, it helps provide a framework for that, I think. But as far as doing it, I have been very diligent. I do have my journal with me at all times. Um, And there is something to be said to taking pen to paper that helps. For me, I have a little bit of insomnia, and what happens is I tend to wake up in the middle of the night with, oh my gosh, I gotta remember to do that tomorrow, or oh, you forgot about that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Kids gotta go here, somebody's got a dentist appointment, you know, all those things. And um, even just the act of getting up in the middle of the night and taking in a few moments to write down some notes uh, helps me, I think, relax a little and be able to go back to sleep, which is always a good thing. (laughs) That's a great strategy, actually, though, because if it's something that, is stuck in your mind that much, you're going to keep thinking about it while you're sleeping. Right. So if you right. write it down, you know you're not going to forget it. It puts you back at ease. So. But again, the book is it's also just about recognizing um, what you want to accomplish and kind of working less and truly just focusing on what's meaningful for you. All right. So what do you like best about living in, well, I guess working in Cincinnati, living in Dayton, kind of the, the, the corridor? What's your favorite part about being in this area? Well... I would have to say lots of different things, but really the Midwest and where we are is not a bad place to raise children. We live in a small community in the Dayton area called Bellbrook, and we graduate about 200 kids a year, uh, so it's fairly small. Um, we know a lot of the people in the community. It was, happens to be where my husband grew up, so we literally know their guidance counselors and their teachers and <laughs> can keep tabs on our kids that way. So I do like the small feel of what Dayton, Cincinnati can offer. Um, but on the other hand, you know, we have two professional sports teams, we have concert venues, we have lots of arts, both in 
Dayton and Cincinnati. Um, Dayton actually is known for some of their performing arts, especially since they're such a small town. So it has a lot to offer for not only raising children, but also, you know, things to do. Yeah, I think that's important to uh, have a list of activities that you can always dive into and uh, explore and get to know. You know, Dan uh, used to pull the curtain back behind how this whole podcast and when we used to do the radio show works, uh, you know, with me being actually in North Carolina as we're doing this uh, doing this interview together, um, you know, and you being in Cincinnati, it's kind of neat. But uh, I have lots of connections to the Cincinnati area all of a sudden. My wife uh, ended up going to University of Cincinnati and graduating with her nurse practitioner degree from UC oh, wow. and uh, I've been to Cincinnati on several business trips just by chance and so we had fun out there for the graduation this past year so it was a it was it, I love going to the city and visiting and uh, we went to the zoo on our most recent visit and uh, had a great time it was a lot of fun at the zoo that day and um, they I had learned that you have Walter the warthog at the zoo so that was kind of a cool connection to uh, to learn about that a little bit he's like the famous old warthog at the uh, at the Cincinnati Zoo so you know by my name namesake that was pretty cool <laughs> uh, so you know I, I really like the area and visiting and that kind of thing what's a typical weekend look like for you when you're not uh, when you're not doing the financial planning side of things Oh, well, I have a 16-year-old son who's a junior who is um, playing lacrosse, and so he's very active in that. He has been getting some D3 looks, nice. and so we've done some showcases and spent some time at some different schools. Um, so that's a lot of fun. Then uh, my daughter, she plays soccer, and um, that's uh, competitively. So we do a lot of traveling in the spring and the fall for tournaments. In fact, I think in three weeks we're in Indianapolis. So between the two of them, <laughs> that's probably where I, I spend most of my time. Um, I love to cook a lot. If I'm having a really good weekend and preparing for the week ahead, then I'm cooking a lot on Sunday to make sure that we have some meals ready to go and that we don't end up eating fast food all week. But typically that's what a weekend looks like for me. Nice. We, I have a younger cousin who um, she is, I think, also 16. Uh, and is going to be uh, probably recruited as well. So she's getting some looks from some D2 and D3 schools. So I know that process, uh, just from talking oh, to her, is yes. nerve-wracking, but also really cool and, and kind of exciting too. It is, but I mean, when you have like 13 or 14 different coaches reaching oh out gosh. to you and you're trying to keep a spreadsheet of who you've talked to and who, you know, just uh, there's all kinds of things they want you to do on their websites to fill out questionnaires, uh, athletic and academic questionnaires. So it's a lot. And then the whole ACT process. So we've been going through that. Just a different transition and, you know, in life that you learn yeah. how to navigate. <laughs> a lot of layers, that's for sure. Yeah. So what's your go-to dish, given your cooking background? Oh, well, I am truly known for my homemade chicken and noodles. I get Ooh, requests for good. those. Yeah, and it's a labor of love from making the own stock and you know, using your own chicken and not a rotisserie, that type of thing. Um, I'm really also known, believe it or not, for my guacamole. So I get people ask me to make that a lot for him. But as that, far that's as everybody's the, fan favorite, so that, yeah. that makes you a very popular person, I imagine. Yeah, as far as the weekend goes, like pre-cooking, just things that I can have ready, like I said, chicken and noodles or a soup or something that 
can sustain them. I don't know if it, people find this when their children were these age. They eat two meals at dinner time. They don't eat one. They eat one when they get home from school, and then they off want something <laughs> else when they get back from practice. So that can be challenging. Yeah, definitely. Of course it is. But uh, you sounds like you're navigating it well, so that's fantastic. Doing uh, our best. <laughs> what about uh, Cincinnati obviously being a big sports town? Are you you know Bengals fan? Or, are, are you into the local sports? We try. <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. Um, no, I will pull for the Bengals. It's just very disappointing at times. Um, I went to UC, so I like uh, the Bearcats. We watch OSU, um, Ohio State University, for those of you not I don't know, isn't there Oklahoma State University, but ours here is OSU, Ohio the State. The Ohio State Ohio, University. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> Most uh, Saturdays, if we can, you'll find us tuning into the game. Um, this year, we typically make about one game a season. So this year I did go to the UC, Ohio State game. It was a beautiful day. Uh, UC got killed, but it was still a fun event. Something exciting going on right now, and I don't know if you realize it, but in our little town of Dayton, we have our UD Flyers, and uh, they are ranked fifth in the nation, which doesn't happen very often. Uh, so they're looking at probably for March Madness, if all goes well, uh, they should be a two seed. So that'll be a lot of fun. I don't know as well if you or our listeners realized, but Dayton last uh, Memorial Day, we had a bunch of tornadoes come through and it really devastated some areas of our community. And then fast forward to the summer, we had that um, shooting in the Oregon district in downtown Dayton. So that was really hard on our community. So something like this with UD, you know, making the, a two seed would be um, great and fun for the community, I think. I think it would be, certainly would be. It's something to be excited about in the community. And I feel like Dayton is always in the mix when it comes to March, just not usually as much of a favorite as they are right now. So that's really right. exciting. And it all They've, starts in Dayton. So that's very, very cool too, you know, the, those first rounds. It really is. Um, Obi Topin is the, one of their big players that's making a big difference this year for them. But we all, yeah, we do the first four every year. And the reason why they keep bringing it back to us is because, for whatever reason, our town is super supportive of the tournament and they're able to sell the seats. So um, I hope that continues and we always get to host that. It's an important ingredient, the local support, that's for sure. Well, anything else, Nikki, that you want people to know about you, about the business, about this podcast before we wrap things up today? Well, I mean, we're going to do our best to make sure that we get it out, the podcast itself out on a monthly basis. I know there for a while we were doing it, I, gosh, maybe even weekly at one point year, a few years ago. And then um, I think we started doing it monthly. And then I think it kind of fell off around September or so. So we're going to be diligent about doing the podcast um, every month and getting it out to everybody and just providing some really good information, I hope. See, Dan used to have a standing appointment with me every week and then every month to do the shows. Mm -hmm. Then then when, you know, we decided he just he just was, you know, so so sharp at everything. He could just talk all day. He didn't <laughs> he didn't need me sitting there lobbing him questions. He was yeah. he was just fine. We all know he's very very talented orator. And uh, so we we said you're on your own. However, he then didn't have that standing appointment on the calendar each right. month to hold him to it. So Well, and maybe at some point I will get good enough where I don't need your help, Walter. But yeah, 
for now. I'm, I'm going to go. take it. <laughs> you, you, you'll boot me off when you're ready, and that's uh, exactly that's fine. My my guess is you'll be you'll be still be putting that on your calendar though each month to make sure you knock out that uh, that podcast and that recording. So uh, no, it's going to be a lot of fun over the next couple of months doing this with you, Nikki, and uh, hearing your perspective and your thoughts on uh, financial planning, retirement, and all that is involved. And looking forward to what we're going to learn. So uh, we will have the first uh, official episode of the new and improved Solving the Financial Puzzle podcast launching in March. So come back and join us for that. Uh, For Nikki Early, I'm Walter Storholt. We'll look forward to talking to you on the next edition of the show. Nikki, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Walter. Lots of fun. We enjoyed it. And we'll talk to you soon right back here on Solving the Financial Puzzle. Information provided on today's show is provided for information purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been attained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with an investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Nikki Early is an investment advisor representative of Capril Wealth Coaching, LLC, a registered investment advisor. To obtain a copy of Form ADV and a privacy policy statement, call 800-353-7920. 